Hello and welcome to a very special episode of The Brave Room. Here with us today, we have the man who took not a single straight road to get here, and award-winning game developer, Juan Hazmir. It's all right. Hey everyone, I'm Hazmir, uh, CEO and game director of Metronomy, also a co-founder. Um, thanks for having me. As always, uh, until the authorities come and change it, in the, in the Brave Room, you have me, Juan Amiral, and Kit from Game Braves. Yeah, it's me. It's a me. Yeah, we c- they they haven't gotten rid of us yet, and that's that's what's important here. So we have, like, as you know, because we both our names start with one, so naturally we're all part of the big WhatsApp group of ones in the world, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, the great minds, right? Yeah, the great minds WhatsApp group. Yeah, yeah, the one hive mind. The one hive mind. <laughs> <The> one hive <laughs> mind. <laughs> nice one, Kit. I vaguely remember at some point you told the story. I should point out today. Today, what our topic we're going to be speaking about is we're going to be talking about crunch, because we're and we have a good reason for bringing Mr. Hasmir here to talk to us about crunch. That's because several years ago we met at an event. We were told this story of the legendary one Hasmir carrying a bell at six p.m. that he would ring. To tell people to stop working, so close, close. Seven p.m. Seven p.m. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Because we uh we have a flexi hour. Like um, you can come in at any time from eight to ten, um, and then you can have one hour of lunch. So that means you have uh, nine hours lah in in the office, including that one hour lunch. So if you're if you log in at eight a.m., you are required to leave by five p.m. And then if you log in by ten p.m. eight ten a.m., then you have to leave by seven. Yeah. So. Well, I guess that that answers the question of is that true? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, um, <clears throat> basically, what happened is, uh, yeah, we for most of the time they were not uh, crunching at all, but um, obviously near the near the master, the master deadline, uh, there were so many things that we are very new to, right? Because um, a lot of the team are newcomers to the industry. And obviously, we are not used to some requirements. Uh, on top of that, um, our publisher is in the UK, so there is a so- some sort of time lag sometimes. Uh, not to say that No Straight Roads had zero crunch. There is crunch, uh, uh, but very little. And I try my best to compensate everyone for that. I always tell them, no matter what, that uh, the crunch is necessary for this particular deadline. I tell them two things. Number one, this is definitely my fault uh, because uh, time management. Uh, if you do it right, then you don't need to crunch, right? So they're crunching not because they are trying to recover for their mistakes. It is my fault for not managing the time properly, right? That's number one. Um, and then number two, I always tell them crunch is bad, no matter what, right? Um, you know, sometimes in Japan, you see, you know, some people actually they proudly claim. They they are working in the office on Saturday. Yo, I'm in the office on Saturday. Yo, you know, and then they post it on Facebook and all this. And yeah, it's not something to be proud of, lah. So, I want to tell. Uh, I always tell the people in Metronomic that crunch is always bad. It is. It should not be the norm at all. You will be compensated, but still, this is a bad thing. And also, um, obviously, I only uh, for crunches. Usually, I will tell them uh, that it's optional. Right, so I am I am willing to accept the fact if they're not willing to do it, right? Mm. 
uh, like for example um sometimes we have a very bad deadline like on monday for example on monday morning mm-hmm. right because uh the deadline is like because uh obviously uh the publisher and a lot of media have already announced that this game is going to come out on this date and all this and then not only that uh we have a lot of uh, we have four platforms to handle right uh and then for especially for for win for windows it's easier to to control we just upload it and that's it but for uh playstation for xbox and for switch uh all of them you know they have their approval process right yeah and yeah. then and then we have to reverse calculate right for example if you want it to be up on the store by this time then or because we have physical copies as well so if you want it to be printed on time then we need to reverse calculate the game has to be approved by this time and then sometimes the game does not get approved because of bugs or whatsoever so then we have to fix them lah. right yeah so because of this unfortunately uh we didn't uh how to say it was a bit hard to forecast uh those uh reports hence i we unfortunately had to crunch for that particular part but yeah as i said uh crunch is always bad and it shouldn't be a culture that we cultivate I, sh- I should point out you know that, that was a very good like technical explanation of the process behind making games like the the whole like you know you need time for cert you need time for printing and all that stuff yep 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 and for a lot of people this would be their first time hearing about this if it wasn't for the cyberpunk thing that happened late last year <laughs> where now everyone <laughs> knows what the system of producing a game is yeah well, I, unfortunately i think a lot of people still don't <laughs> it's like they're still complaining about it right yeah mm. no because like uh because project red was uh kept trying to pass the buck to somewhere else for why why the game was the way it was so that no no it was qa it was they, this should have been solved during yeah, qa yeah. and that, so yeah i think yeah, the, the weird thing is that i mean it's not only limited to cyberpunk lah, but you you do hear some of these uh companies they even crunch their employees way before the master deadline so that that for me is a bit weird lah. so in other words maybe they are treating crunch as a norm right yeah it's like overclocking your pc you know yeah exactly exactly and uh, it's not called overclocking anymore because you're always overclocking anyway yeah <laughs> something like that so it's like it's like a norm already yeah so um knowing the process i understand that it's very hard to make a game but at the same time as well some of these companies they crunch their employees way before the master deadline so it is slightly suspicious sometimes like yeah but yeah i mean seriously uh, you know you keep hearing crunch in the game industry anyway and some companies do treat it like a norm right yeah before we continue any further i i just realized we probably should have defined what crunch is because like you said a lot of people not everyone has spent the past three months like reading all about this yep 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 go ahead (laughs) so when we're talking about crunch here we're talking about uh it's essentially like how how would i put it chronic overtime i guess Mm. is is the best (laughs) yep yep, is the best way to put it so a lot a lot of companies will make people work long nights sometimes even work weekends like mm. way longer than they should. Yep. And a lot of countries that have these studios will often have labor laws that don't really quite account for this through some loophole or whatever. And that's usually what we're talking about when we're talking about crunch. Mm. Funnily enough, if you play mobile games, you actually would know just a little bit about the process, like how game launches are slightly delayed because they couldn't get approval for the crediting system. Like you can't, make the in-game purchases 
uh, the other day there was also a game that said we need approval from the Play Store so we cannot launch at this time. We yeah. will tell you at a later date or something like that. Like there was there is a game that was supposed to launch last week, but they actually delayed it because of the whole approval process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They- Which is why I think you know uh, platforms for PC can be very very attractive because you rarely have this kind of approval process for the PC. Like for example, even for No Straight Roads, the only approval process is through our publisher sold out, right? Hmm. Uh, which is also necessary for all platforms anyway. But after they say okay, then okay, we can upload the game onto the Epic Game Store, you know. And I believe Steam is also similar, right? They don't have a they don't have Valve like checking the game and. Uh, approving everything and then that's it. So, but for PlayStation and Nintendo Switch and Xbox, definitely you have to lah. Yeah, and yeah. of course as well, iPhone and all that because they have very stringent, uh, you know, like rating checks, uh, to make sure that the game is you know smooth as in you can play from A to till the end at least. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's... I mean that's why that's why uh, Steam dumpster diving is a thing. Yeah. Because say, there's like... no there's no particular approval process. Yeah, true lah. I mean, basically the user is the approval. They're the they're the approval panel lah, basically. <laughs> which yeah. again, which again doesn't really work because you know it's a hobby to play terrible Steam games that should not have passed certification. <laughs> it's a nice hobby though. I mean, it's it's a very nice. Uh, how to say? It changed the game industry a lot, right? Like it made things more transparent, I guess. To the yeah. game, yeah. So even seeing all these bugs, it makes you, it tells you that uh, games are made by human beings, like you know. So there's a sense of humanity in all this, lah. Yeah, we. That's a great topic for another time, but we will because we yeah. do we do want to keep this on the on the crunch train. Like, yep. You made an essentially an indie game, right? Like, yep. Yeah. Even though pedantic people, i.e., the person recording this podcast right now would argue that having a publisher does not make you indie. The truth is, you're either an indie game or a triple-A game nowadays. So, yeah. uh, well, for one thing, the, the line is very thin. And second yeah. thing, that, I mean, there's, whether you have a publisher is not or not, it's not a definition of indie in the first place. There I mean, are so it was, many was, for, it was for music for a while. Yeah, yeah, but there are so many indie developers, indie developers now with publishers. So yeah, yeah. that doesn't make sense anymore because we have uh, publishers who specialize in indie games. Right. Yeah. yeah. Div- looking at you, Devolver Digital. Call me. Yeah. Uh, Anapurna, for example, right? Yeah. Uh, another indie as well, who I think did uh, Sim- Simulacra, another Malaysian game, right? So, yeah, I think there are publishers who do indie games as well. So doesn't Look make at sense. You supporting the local industry, bringing local publishers onto this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> local game companies. Yeah. yeah. Local. Uh, yeah, I don't think we ha- do. We have a local publisher. I wonder. I mean, maybe I- it's time for Metronomic to start publishing games. Oh, oh, oh. That's one of the dreams, but yeah, we are still a long way from there, lah. <laughs> Anyways, my my point was another yep. indie game company, Super Giant, uh, hmm. did the big old flex that they had mandatory time off to make sure employees didn't do crunch. Yep. yep. So what 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 are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I think that is a very, very good target to aim for, lah. You know, um, I think what Super Giant Games did very well is that uh, they did an early access kind of system, right? And so, yeah. um, even though the game has bugs, uh, obviously the first early access version is already very good. So they make sure that the game is really good from the start. Um, and 
they are it's their higher ups that decide on the deadlines, right? So mm. because of that, they look at the situation. If they think that the game cannot make it, then they just say, okay, I'll have uh, we can have another four months uh, more, you know, for example. I don't know. Obviously, I I don't work in Super Giant Games, um, so I I don't dare to you know say for certain how they work. But obviously, they already have some games in their portfolio, right, under their wing. Um, yeah. That's Transistor and the like. Um, so maybe the finances from those games are already are uh, helping out with this, uh, uh, with Hades, right? So yeah. that they have the flexibility to do a lot of early access and all that. But Seriously, there are some developers who do this and still crunch, right? So that is bad. So which is why I really, really applaud um, Super Giant Games for making sure that there's no crunch for Hades, which is a really wonderful game, right? Yeah. Uh, and then after that, I think then only after that, once they confirm that they have a proper game, and they took a lot, a lot, a lot of time, right, to yeah, yeah. all that, and then finally, then only they release it for Switch, which I think is a very, very good flow. Right, I think Switch, right? Yeah, yeah I think it, yeah. Switch was the official 1.0 release, yeah. Yep, yep. So they they make sure that the game is fully fleshed out first, um, and not only that, if you play the early access, you will know that there's a lot of communication between them and the fans. Uh, whenever they update their game, right, uh, they usually have this what we call the patch notes, right? Yeah. The update, notes. and then they will always label the ones that were recommended by fans. Oh, right. that's they, really interesting. Yeah, they put an icon there. So a lot of great communication between them and the fans and all that. So because of that, um, you can say that a very good de- when you, you know that a, a developer is successful when they are in control of everything, including the deadline, right? Yeah. Yeah. So because they have no pressure from anywhere else, um, they are in a very good position to eliminate crunch altogether. And like I said before, people with this power. They don't. Some of them don't even intend to eliminate crunch at all. They still think crunch is the norm. So it's very good for super giant games to to know that crunch is bad. Um, yeah. So I and obviously it's not just because it's it's easy to say that it, they do it because they have the flexibility because they have other games and they have finance and all that. But obviously it's a long effort, right? It's like from bastion onwards. Maybe they had this plan from the start. You know, mm-hmm. to to make sure that they don't co- they control everything, right? So they have all these uh, planned up, and then they have they save all the money from Bastion from Transistor and all that, and then make sure that he this is a successful game without crunch. Yeah. Yeah. I, this this is the second time you've brought up the role of management in this. I was actually going to save this question for later, but let's let's talk about it now. So basically, okay. when when we're making a game, you mm. know, as you know, we gamer braves make a game. There's essentially three parties. Yep. You have the people who are physically making the game. I'm hitting the buttons to make, you know, Mayday appear on screen. Mm. There are the people whose job is to say, okay, Mayday has to be able to do a flip by the end of the week. Mm-hmm. And then there's the people whose job is to go around to investors and say, hey, we're working on this thing. And Mayday is going to do a flip by the end of the week. <laughs> okay, all right. That's a nice way to say it. Yep. So you you have these three people mm. now. Whose fault is Crunch out of out of <laughs> out of these three essentially? The 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 third the third one for sure. Third one. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about making sure that the Mayday appears on the screen. Is are you talking about the project manager? Or are you talking because that, I mean that's many ways to do it. Physically typing that means he's a programmer. 
Okay, yeah, to clarify, Group A is like the ground level. These are the animators slash programmers. Right. Programmers, yeah, the development team. Then the second one is to make sure that they. That's management, yeah, the project <laughs> leads. Right. Yeah, and then the third one is the investment the... arm. Yeah. The investment arm. Uh, well, I can say that the third one in our company is the director, lah. Mm. Right, because the director is not only because project management is one thing. The director also does project management, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. The director also has to um, has to talk to the investors as well, right? To the publishers or whoever. Yeah. So, but whatever it is, is definitely third one, because the third one, uh, Group C, because the Group C is the one that is controlling the promises. Um, so it is up to that person to negotiate with the investor. Uh, you know the reality of the situation. Right, so uh, if the if you tell the publisher that okay, we can release this game in August, no problem, man. Right, and yeah. uh, you say that in January, then obviously you're gonna face some problems, all right? When you reach like uh, June, and then let's say for example, if you cannot wiggle your way out of that, then you have to tell Group A and Group B, I'm so sorry, everyone, but we already promised August. Yeah, so Group C is definitely at fault here. Um, obviously, there might be some issues with Group Group A and Group B as well. But Group C should take responsibility responsibility for the crunch. Yeah, because uh, ultimately Group Group C here is the one who said August. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and that is the person that is controlling all expectations of the investor and controlling the you know like for this the motivations and the well being of Group A and Group B, right? Yeah. Yeah. So because of that, uh, yeah. Uh, again, like I said, maybe the fault is in Group A. Maybe Group A, three uh, people complaining, like you know, <laughs> didn't yeah. turn up at work, so that's why the work turned out late, like you know. And then maybe project managers didn't do a proper gun chart, or didn't manage the people properly, didn't fit the jigsaw pieces properly. Uh, but at the at the end, the responsibility is in on Group C for sure. Yeah, it's a, it's like a leadership thing essentially. Exactly, exactly. This this kind of things because the leader is the one that also tells the project manager we have this timeline. The project manager can only work within that timeline, right? Yeah. Uh, as agreed between the director and the investor, or the publisher, or whoever you know. So yeah, yeah definitely. The, uh, in my case, definitely, my, I I was at fault for the crunches that we did uh, near the master deadline. So hmm. uh, we have we have a counterpoint here. So I don't know if you remember, like because. 2020 was approximately five years long. <laughs> very, very early on in 2020, there were, we didn't even talk about cyberpunk related when we talked about crunch. We talked about Naughty Dog at the start of 2020, yeah, you know, yeah. five years ago. Uh, and back then, Naughty Dog pinky promise. They they gave us their pinky promise. That there is no mandatory crunch at Naughty Dog, and mm-hmm. if they if they crunch, there is, uh, you know, they will they will pay overtime for it. Yep. But a lot of the employee reports were that, nah, dude, we we were crunched like, all the time. Hmm. So the que- question here is, is crunch okay as long as the check clears? No. <laughs> no. No. No, no. I mean, no. but the money cleared. Yeah, I understand, but no. I mean, com- compensation is one thing. Money is just one form of happiness, right? There's so many other forms of happiness for a person, and that includes family time, friend time, private time, uh, the moment with your the games that you have in your backlog, in your Steam backlog, for example. All these uh, has to be taken into account as well, not just money. Um, 
you know money can only take you so far you know but the 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 well-being of your employees should be the number one priority not the compensation yeah it's 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 like you're saying it's like you're saying um i i pay money so it's okay for me to hit other cars something like that you know I, I, I got insurance already, so I can hit other cars. That's that's not how it works, right? <laughs> I, I I should just in, interject here. When you say I pay money so I hit other cars, you've just <laughs> accidentally become a leftist icon because that's that's a common a common slogan that if uh, punishment for a crime is a fine, then it's then it's only a criminal for the poor or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Accidental leftist icon one husband. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm not encouraging that statement. Okay, <laughs> I'm saying it very opposite, which is <laughs> this. That's a bad thing to think about. Yeah, I mean that's a very very bad way yeah. of thinking, right? So yeah, for me, crunch is like that. Crunch is um, it's a penalty that a company has to pay for. That's my opinion. Mm, it's a it's a it, leadership penalty. Yeah, it's a leadership penalty. Yeah, so uh, it's it's really a loss for the company. You know and. And I'm not only talking about money here. I'm also talking about the well-being of the employees and your employees' happiness, uh, because seriously, happy people make good games, right? Yeah. Uh, mm, and if you treat crunch like a norm, like I know a few companies who treat it like a norm. Okay. Uh, I know a few people. Uh, I know fa- some friends in Japan. They just, you know, uh, I have to work this Saturday. You know, but it's normal. You know. Uh, so we we can only meet every Sunday, something like that. You know. Uh, although the contract only states Monday to Friday, and 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 my friend will always say it's okay because I get compensated twice the amount on Saturday. So this is the problem, you know. Um, I think crunch becomes a norm. Uh, there, there are two sides to the coin, lah. Number one is uh, it's the fault of the company, of course, the leadership, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also the fault of the employee to think that is normal as well. Right, like for for example, hey, I get to I get paid twice. That means I can buy that PlayStation Five now, something like that, right? Yeah. So I work overtime, right? Yeah. So some some people uh, misjudge compensation as something that is like a reward rather than a penalty. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah, there's there's I think in Japan is you know um, it's more than money, Of course, it's also about pride. It's also about you know work is more important than family. That kind of mindset. Yeah, it's yeah, as well. But yeah, I mean, generally speaking, um, I think crunch uh, compensation should not be regarded as reward. It's funny you bring up the the pride thing because uh, I was in animation school before before I decided to pursue my one true passion, ga- uh, game reviewing, and all mm-hmm. that and all that crap. Uh, and so, <laughs> our final year, they would teach us about like professional practice, essentially, you know, preparing us for the industry. And the lecturers would be like, "Oh man, you know, get ready to be an anime, an industry animator. You're gonna get no weekends or you know, no no overtime, long hours." Da-da. And I'm like, "Shouldn't you, as teachers from a fairly prestigious animation school, be making sure that your students aren't, I don't know, ground into dust like this?" Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I guess teachers are you know they have a very tough job balancing between dreams and reality. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you know they tell you that you can be anyone that you want, but at the end of the day, uh, oh, I'm sorry, but there are many, many animators better than you, so you have to, you know, you have to step up your game a bit, something like that, right? Or you have to find your identity, whatever, or else you will never become a successful animator. So yeah, I mean, uh, teachers will always be uh, be dreamers at the first half of your school year, and then 
the second half will be realist, right? <laughs> so yeah. I think that's where the realist part comes in, you know, because in in reality, is it is happening. But at the same time, the teacher should also teach them that it's not a good thing, lah. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, that's. I think that's that's the I, point I, I take offense at. Is like, you know, you you should be. We should have a class about like standing up to shitty potential employers. Yeah, that's a very very good class. Yeah, we should really have that. Unfortunately, not many people look at that because the people who are sometimes paying these colleges and universities are those. I, uh, you hear you hear a lot about bad. If, if for Japan, especially the anime industry is oh. not exactly the best place to work in. Yeah, it's yeah. so weird. Animation is so well celebrated throughout the world, and yet the industry itself—it's really bad. I know Kyoto Animation is special a bit in that sense, right? Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, Kyoto Kyo, Kyo Anime was really like the gold standard. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's nice to have Kyoto Anime around to let people know that hey, you can still make really good anime. Even without crunch, and you know they're so confident that they only have like one anime every season. Last time, lah, right? Yeah. So because of that, you know, uh, they make sure that their anime is of high quality, and then uh, they make sure that no one crunches. So, yeah, I think uh, game industry also should treat this like the standard, the gold standard. You know, uh, so Super Giant Games is really good at setting the standard at the moment. Yeah, yeah nothing to hate about Super Giant Games or Hades. <laughs> Seriously, even the even the amount of times you die in Hades, every time you die, you feel happy because you can uh, pet Cerberus again. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> so like, you just I can't pretty much, pretty much bought all Super Giant games at full price because I I su- I want to support them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really really good thing. Yeah, Super Giant. Yeah, um, they're someone to look up to, lah. Definitely if, uh, for metronomic as well. Yeah, I here here's an aside about Super Giant is that they make amazing games. And yet, I have not played any of them because people will not shut up about recommending I play them. So I, so I don't. Well, people shut up if you play them. So. <laughs> no, nah, man, it's a, it's like poker. I can't back down here. I got. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 do yourself a favor, man. I know Hades looks good. I really want to play Hades. Hades. I mean, Hades is okay. We're going a bit <laughs> straying away from the crunch thing, but I mean. Hades is a very very good example of how you do game design and level design and how you control uh, emotions of a person and you know there are more things than just technical game design. That's also the emotional part and Hades pulled that off really well, lah. Yeah, but yeah, that's a topic for another day. For another day, yeah, right? Whenever, whenever we schedule the Hades love episode, then we'll we'll bring you back on and we'll we'll pick yes, this back up. Yes, do that podcast. <laughs> But yeah, no. So with crunch, so we, you know, we've covered man- management problem, mm. and money doesn't make up for it. No, yep. no check Nobody. has yeah. space for yep. enough zeros to make yep. up for it. But like, yeah, I guess we we kind of skimmed on this a little earlier. But there is the most common thing I hear is a lot of, especially more more Asian companies, mm. will say like. Oh, this whole workers' right thing is a is a European thing. Like that's not our culture. Our <laughs> culture is the eighty-hour work week. That's that's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I... that's bullshit of the highest order. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, I mean, what what do you mean by this? That's European culture, and not Asian culture. Seriously, man. I mean, we are all human beings, way. I mean, it's not like you know, 
it's not like uh, the European culture states that we have to pray to the queen or whatever, right? It's just it's just common sense working working culture, man. you people. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a weird thing. Uh, I was I went to go study in the UK before this, and we and they really take their their like work life balance rules seriously. There. Yep, yep. Lecturers right. will not reply you outside of office hours. Yeah, I think in France also it's illegal to uh, send an email after 5 p.m. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think one of the I think it was France. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no emails after 5 p.m. Something like that. Yeah. So I guess that's really? an interesting question. Do you consider like work emails a form of like mini crunch? Um, for for my employees, I totally don't recommend them to do it at all. Uh, but for myself, I have to do it because there are many many people that I deal with uh, outside of the Malaysian time zone. Yeah. So uh, they sometimes come in, uh, you know. So you know, all it, all it takes for me is just grab my mobile phone and then reply lah. So uh, as long as I do it, it's okay lah. <laughs> Crunch only applies to me. No, 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 just kidding. But I mean, yeah, for that for that scenario, sometimes I have no choice because of the time zone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. if it's what the job needs, it's what the job needs. And like like you yeah. said, it's because mm. you're you're the head of this operation, so you yeah, can exactly. tell you to do it. Yeah, it's more like you know. Are you are you doing what you signed up for? Like, it's basically what crunch is about, right? Let's say, for example, if you sign a contract that states that you you work twenty four hours a day, then okay lah. Then there's no such thing as crunch anymore, right? <laughs> Because yeah, you sign up for the contract. Yeah, it's part of the contract. So yeah, um, as for me, being the you know, being the co-founder and the CEO, that's what I sign up for. Yeah, I'm just imagining you messaging your your UK based publishers. Oh, I'm I'm out of the office right now. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you reply them back. It's it's like I don't know one in the morning in the UK, and you you're like yeah, yeah. yeah this looks good. I think we can proceed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, obviously they because sometimes I deal with not the CEO of uh, sold out, but sometimes I deal with the you know the employees, which is like the marketing manager and whatever. Yeah. So those people will not work after I think 6 p.m. If I'm not mistaken, UK time. Right. Yeah. So usually, if it's outside of the UK time, working hours is usually me and the CEO of Sold Out. And yeah, some once in a while, the marketing team will re- uh, will send an email outside of their hours just because they are actually in another country, yeah. like they are in uh, the US uh, dealing with Tax East uh, gym event, for example. Uh, then if that's the case, then hey, Hasmi, why is this not work- why is this not working? Then obviously I have to reply straight away, yeah. like, right? Even if it's outside my working hours, yeah. No, I think I think that's that's a pretty like comprehensive view of like what you know what stakes are involved. Because ultimately, <laughs> as much as we want to say no, I won't pick up my phone after five. That's not always the case. Again, it's about what you sign up for, lah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, so that's, that's basically it. And whether your whether your employer goes against that, yeah. Yeah. So there's there's like quite a lot of idealism versus. Pragmatism at work here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the big, the big burning question from all of this, is, mm. and I've written it down in my notes. I will read you verbatim what, okay. it, what it says in my notes. All right. So I'm crunch ready. equal bad? Question mark. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> okay. Short answer. Yeah, I mean definitely yes. Because um, we we went all over the place there just now, so you know we got we gotta like mm. un- underline that point. <laughs> But I want I want to remember that um, you know there are some circumstances out there 
uh, which is very unfortunate in some circumstances, by the way, that crunch is unavoidable, right? Yeah. Uh, especially when you talk about tech support, right, or meeting a deadline whatsoever. So yeah, there are times when you know if you do not crunch, then that's the death of a particular project, yeah. right? But even if it's unavoidable. Um, just please tell yourself that it is always bad, <laughs> no matter what. And uh, crunch is bad doesn't mean that it's, uh, you have to avoid it at all cost, right? Because cost is something that is a very, very how to say it's a very, very important term. It's not only in terms of man hours, but it's also about the project lifeline, right? Yeah. So if you can't make it for the Nintendo approval, for example, right, then your project might be dead because. In marketing, uh, if you're late, then you might be buried under other games. Yeah. Know, for example, yeah. So, so I'm not saying that it has to be avoided at all costs, all costs, but it has to be avoided. Yeah. <laughs> so avoided. Do yeah. not go into it. Yeah. But do not I'm... go into it. Try. Yeah. Really, really try your best to not go into it. If you go into it, so be it. But let tell yourself that it's bad. That's why I feel uh, that is the difference between companies who. Do actual crunch, and companies that cultivate crunch culture. So the yeah. second one can be bad. The first one is just really bad management, lah. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, I I love the idea that you said that. Oh, you know, your game gets delayed. That could kill your game. I'm just imagining No Straight Roads missed its deadline, and now it's coming out the same week as Cyberpunk. Well, that's well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we I had a good run, guys. Metronomic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you imagine? Can you imagine all the work that people have done for three years? Uh, you know, just because of marketing, you fail. You know, so it's yeah. Obviously, I'm not saying that Nostradamus is a superb marketing success that everyone knows about Nostradamus, you know. But it could have been worse, right? Yeah. If we delayed it even further, then if we go into Christmas, then then uh, you know we we will be buried under so many other games, you know. So, uh, sold out did their homework in terms of when what is the best time window. For the release of Monster Road, so yeah, because of that release, we know obviously we have deadlines, um, and that's the beauty of Super Giant Games, lah. You know, because a, a game in their genre will never be buried under other giants. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 why they have all the power, and that is really the dream of an indie studio to have all the power in your hands, including the deadlines. I, sh- I should ask actually. This is burning in my head ever since you brought up the whole delay thing. How, how much can you delay a game by? Like, what is the maximum range of one delay move? <coughs> uh, no, no, no. There's no such thing as uh, uh, there's no such thing as the maximum range because it can go. It, it depends on what you promise the people, ah. right? And versus what you promise the developers or what you promise the investors. For example, if you if you obviously promise the users, then with every delay you will get a rock thrown at you, lah. Maybe, right? Or But you get your yellow background turned into a meme. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is for the for the ages, man. <laughs> When we're old, we will talk about the yellow background still. <laughs> um, But you know, like for example, uh, some users obviously, if your if your company is really really liked, right, like Super Giant Games. Yeah. Or yeah, before this it was what lah, um, <laughs> CD project right lah. But anyway, um, if your if your company is well liked, then obviously people are going to be sensible, yeah. right? 
Yeah. Um, and obviously, well liked is also something that you have to work very hard for, lah. Which is make good games, uh, get in touch with the community a lot, and all this stuff. Uh, and then you, what if you promise your developers and your um, or your investors that it totally depends on a lot of things, uh, like money, for example, right? Do you still have the money to go on? Yes. Yeah. That's... Yeah. This is something that I feel that a lot of people don't understand, right? Like the people always tell me, tell the developers that, hey, why not you spend your time, spend all the time that you want to make a game, make it perfect, man, right? But yeah. people don't know that you have to pay the salaries of the people every month. Yeah, uh, Ali in programming has a wife and kids. He needs. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That people speech, right? It's like you don't want them to die, right? <laughs> so it's like, you know, uh, you can't delay the game. Uh, like for five years, that means you have to get ready five years worth of funding for your company, right? Yeah. And if it's an indie developer, that's even worse because there are not many games under their wing, and indie developers sometimes do not have all the power for their finances. Like for example, uh, previously they had a sign up with a publisher for fifty-fifty deal, for example, yeah. right? So not all the money will flow to them, right? Unlike all the triple A companies, so. Yeah, I mean, there's so many many realities that we have to face uh, when we delay a game. Mm, unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately. no. As the the point about goodwill is really interesting because uh, <laughs> I think I'm the only person out of the three of us here who's really looking forward to Guilty Gear Strive. Oh, what? Me too, man. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah! Okay, sweet. I'm the hell. <laughs> okay. Uh, Uh, What should we look forward to? Guilty Gear Strive, oh man! I'm, I'm like the only fighting games man in this in this office oh, right now. Seriously, are you? I mean, I'm not very good at fighting games. I mean, oh me neither. I'm terrible. <laughs> But I just want just... to shout Hekai. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, remember when it was called Guilty Gear 2020? Oh yeah, man. <laughs> oh thank God they didn't put that name. Yeah, no. <laughs> But when they announced the delay, do you remember how they announced the delay though? Oh no, I don't remember. Sorry. They said, "We apologize. We're delaying it, but we're adding better netcode." Ah, <laughs> that's smart. And suddenly, every fan was like, "Nope, nope. We are okay with the delay." Like, yeah, April. You sure you don't want a few more months? We can wait a few more months. <laughs> Maybe oh, we yeah, can I'll... catch July. Like, <laughs> just get that netcode real good, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I think Outsystem is another company that's very well like. Uh, yeah. de- depends. They're they're starting their good arc again because they were like, "Hey, rollback netcode isn't so bad. Let's mm-hmm, let's put mm-hmm, more mm-hmm. of that in our games." So now people yeah, are yeah. liking them again. Yep, yep. So I mean, seriously, it's all about um, knowing what your users like, lah. You know, <laughs> that's very very important. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Guilty Gear Strive obviously also is the same concept, right? Which is uh, well, a- apart from answering to their investors. They don't really have a publisher, right? Their publishers, uh, or do they have a publisher in US or something? Uh, I know here it's Bandai Namco. Like, oh yeah, people. you're right. So they still have to answer to people, lah. Yeah. Uh, so again, haha. I don't know what what Black Magic uh, Daisuke did to to pull that off, but you know, we get a Guilty Gear with good netcode. Um, that's fine by me. <laughs> <laughs> of course, power also uh, power to the developer also depends on the quality of your game as well, right? Yeah. Let's say for example, Bandai Namco really, really thinks that Guilty Gear will sell a lot of money, then the power goes to the developer now, so that the developer can change the deadline wherever they want. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So 
in you know in life it's always like that like you know whether you have a very good power balance or not yeah um the reason why artists and you know animators are on the you know the dark side of the moon uh crunching is because they yield the least power hmm. right let's say for example even and if they, you have this very very um elite animator don bluth for example Yeah, right, yeah. working working for an animation company, and the animation company says, "Okay, you have to crunch." Then Don Bluth says, "Okay, if I have to crunch, quit lah." Yeah. Then the power goes to that Don Bluth, right? So I mean, it, so it's the same concept. So it's all about whether you ha- you yield the power to say no. Yeah. I'm I'm glad you brought up the, the freaking Don Bluth reference. Uh, five points <laughs> to the audience if you if you recognize that name. <laughs> hey man, I giant man. I think that is pretty much. Where where we can call it for today, unless Kit has anything else to bring up that isn't related to Hades. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, no. Okay, so thanks again for coming on the show. Great, hey, no man. Thanks for having me. This has been the Brave Room. If you're listening to this, don't forget to you know like, rate us, comment, tell us what you want us to do. If this episode gets, let's say, about two thousand shares, and you comment, put in the brackets, square brackets. Serious suggestion. Give a topic. If we hit 2k likes, I will have to do one of these serious topics. So this this is up to you, audience. You you gotta work this out. You get one shot. Make make it a good one. So once again, you know, thank you to Juan Hasmer for coming on the show. No problem. Thank you. Uh, this has been the Brave Room. I have been Juan. And this has been Kit. And see you next time, guys. Take care. <laughs>